Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Six minutes after 11 Central African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful morning, Tuesday morning here in Johannesburg. Rafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. And of course, our beloved teacher, senior, respected, honorable Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Malala Mufti Abdul Qadil Hussein, Hafidahullah, who's with me this morning. And uh, we want to welcome our beloved, wonderful, listeners of Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asman and Hafiz Yusuf Asman and company, and we want to welcome the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Our beloved engineer this morning is none other than Haji Suleiman Esop. He will be with me from now till 12-ish, inshallah. Our WhatsApp number 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. Plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. Ustad, welcome to the bliss of marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. I see there's a brother wants to know that women attending Islamic talks at the masjid without a mahram. Ustad, is it permissible or not? My wife is listening to you. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There are three dimensions and perspectives to this question here. Can ladies come to the masjid for salat? Five daily salat, Jummah salat. So the answer is Ummi Humaid Sa'idiya radiallahu anha. This is authentic hadith in Targhib wa Targhib. Even Sheikh Albani rahimahullah said is Sahih hadith. She said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I want to perform salat behind you, Ya Nabi Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in Majidun Nabawi. He, Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu told her, Umm Humaida Saidiya, your house has three parts, the front, the middle, and the back portion. If you read salat day in your house in front, you will get more reward than reading behind me in Masjid Nabawi. If you read in the middle portion, you'll get even more reward. And if you read Fiqa'ari Baitik right at the back, you'll get optimum, maximum reward. So Nabi Alayhi's time already discouraged the women to come from the masjid, and there was hardly any fitna at that time there, and all this intermingling and what have you. Then we find that Habibuna Sallallahu hadith in Abu Dawood, La tamnahu ima Allah ibn al-Masajid, and wabuyutuhunna khairul lahunna, and the homes are better for them. So initially the master, alayhi salam, said, don't prevent them, but said, no, the homes are better for them. So therefore we pass the fatwa according to all four schools, that for women to come to the masjid to read salat in this day and this age is not permissible. Because the conditions, remember, are not fulfilled. Remember that. They will come with their beautiful garments. They will come with makeup and perfume. Even if not all, but majority of them. So how can that be permissible? Third one, our mother Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, when she came for Hajj with Mustafa sallallahu sallam, when they were about to enter Makkah in a place called Sarif, her Napaki, her menses started. She said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu sallam, now what do I do? He Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam informed her, If Ali ma yaf'alul hajj, ghayra Allah tatufi bil bayt. That you must do everything the hajjis do, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, everything, but you can't enter Baytullah, meaning Majrul Haram, you can't enter. So if a lady is in menses, it's totally haram for her to
to enter the masjid, any masjid that is. So remember that open Mustad Ahmad and all that, you will find all this type of hadith. So in this day and this age for a lady to come when it's not permissible for salat, then remember that how we're going to say is permissible for lectures and all these things. And in this day and this age, we don't have any excuse. Remember the Imam, the Sheikh, the Mawlana, Mufti Sahib, Qari Sahib, whoever rendering lecture. So you know you have today that, you know, Bilal receiver, you have the live masjid, you have all the radio stations, sometimes the program is live. So you can sit in the comfort of your home and listen to it. So in this day and this age, we can never encourage this, that women must come to the masjid and so forth. We all know how many how much fitna is taking place already. So therefore, there's not a valid reason for women to come to the masjid, not permissible. I see the listener says, but this Friday night is big night, dear Mufti Sahib, 27th of Rajab. A lecture will be delivered by our Imam. And yes, he said, there will be uh, ladies' facilities, but strictly, Ustad. So you must remember, again, three dimensions to it. Is Friday night a big night? So where's the dalil and evidence for it? Remember the incident, remember, of Isra and Mi'raj, the miraculous nocturnal journey. So of Mustafa, Habibuna, from Makkah Mukarramah to Majidul Aqsa and from Majidul Aqsa to the heavens and all that 100% is miraculous but when did it take place one opinion is 27 Rajab but that's not conclusive there are many other dates so to lecture we got no problem speak about Mi'raj speak about Salat speak about Salahuddin Ayyubi Palestine and so many other issues related issues you can speak but for you to say that the woman must come to the masjid, that we reject totally, not permissible. You must remember what you're going to do with all these ahadis. You know Abdullah and Masood, these are the greatest sahaba. Abdullah and Masood radiallahu anhum, and then when the ladies would come, he would take pebbles and throw in their direction and say, go back, go back to your home. Min Allah. Go back to your homes and stay there. Quran Karim states Surah chapter 33 verse 33 that وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنَّ You must stay in your homes, not come here and there and all that. So remember that it can be the Imam of Haram Sharif also. It can be any Imam. If they're encouraging the women to come to masjid for lectures and that, we will say that we don't agree with them. You must bring dalil and evidence from Quran and Sunnah and fatawa of the four Sahaba and the four schools that in this day and this age with all the fitnas is permissible. Definitely not permissible. And remember to say that 27th night of Rajab is a big night, or that also is wrong. We don't have the deal for that, remember. We will say the journey of Maharaj, all that is miraculous. Yes, you lecture, we got no problem with that. But we must not see Sena Umar. See Sena Umar. When people used to fast on the 27th of Rajab and he knew that person is fasting, he would tell him, break your fast now in front of me because you can't bring new new things into Islam our function is ittabi'u wala tabtadi'u Sa'ad ibn Biwakas and Sahaba radiallahu used to say our function is to follow immaculately the Quran Sharif the Sunnah Mubarakah and our Sahaba and so forth not we bring in our own ideas and so forth so therefore we need to be very careful Listen to this one, Ustad. So, Muftisab, if my wife does not obey me, can I send her back to her parents till she learns obedience, Ustad? Are you obedient to Almighty Allah, you the husband? Are you obedient to Allah Ta'ala? So ask yourself, but Allah Ta'ala has so much mercy. Daily we break the laws of Almighty Allah, Jalla I ask you three questions, and you must be honest to yourself. How many times per day, per night, per week you watch TV? Is that jais? It's permissible. Mm. Number two is, are you meticulous, particular with your five daily salat in the masjid, you, the husband, who's asking this question? So do you read five daily salat in the masjid with Jamaat? 
You know what is the answer in most cases. Third one, the income you are deriving and attaining and obtaining. Can you say every cent of yours is 100% halal and tayyibah? So before you send your wife home and here and there and make big noise, see, are we really obedient to all Jalla Are we obedient to the teaching, preaching of Mustafa Sallallahu Wasallam? How are you going to make your wife obedient to you when you yourself, you're breaking the laws of all day and night? So my brother, leave all the shaitanic waswasa and whisperings of shaitan. Say, O oh, Popi, O oh, darling, O oh, sweet that both of us are now disobedient. I am disobedient to Almighty Allah, you disobedient to Almighty Allah, and both of us are in the same book. We have to change. <laughs> Shaban is starting next week, Tuesday night, one week from now. So next week, Tuesday night, will usher in the month of Shaban, inshallah. And remember, then 15 Shaban will come, then Ramadan Mubarak will come. Let us start today, immediately, with some ta'aleem. Take the books of Hazrat Sheikh, Hazrat Maulana Muhammad Zakaria, Sheikh and all the Fazail books, read that. Take Riyadh Salihin of Allama Nawawi Rahimullah and start reading that. Then the love for all Maitallah increases. Our Iman gets enhanced. enhanced. The love for Mustafa وسلم, increases. Then that will make us obedient to all Maitallah and then we will start learning to fulfill the rights of one another. So forget all that big talk, you want to send her home to her parents' place and all that. How good and how loyal are we to uh, all Maitya I see the brother says, I provide everything for her, Mufti AK. What I do, it's none of her business. I will send her home whether you tell me yes or no, Ustad. My brother, you ask for advice. I gave you advice. <laughs> we don't know you, we don't know your wife, but your arrogance speaks volumes. You must remember that, that you are looking for an excuse to break your home. We're looking for an excuse to save your home. Chorna hamara kam, torna. So tomorrow you will be crying that why did I send my wife? Why did I send my children? And all these type of things here. And you see the arrogance because you cornered them now. So you mm. must remember that. So you say, no, it's not her business and so forth. So brother, it's up to you. Your, your emotions and your pride will get the better of you. And then you will make wrong decisions mm. and then you will regret for the rest of your life. Get you. I've got a brother from Blackburn who started. Uh, he says he's listening to you, but of course the question is not the merit. It's not regarding to the topic. Uh, he says that how do Salafis deviate with regard to Aqidah? Because I feel that they can't only deviate with regards to Fiqh. My name is Muaz from Blackburn Ustad. MashaAllah, brother Muaz, <coughs> we came to your Blackburn three, four times, you know, during Ramadan time. So 100%, you must remember that regarding Aqidah also they are wrong on certain issues and regarding Fiqh also they are wrong. But they are Muslim. If you ask a Salafi, Simple question you must ask him. Ain Allah, where is Almighty Allah? He will tell you, Allahu fi sama, Allah ala al-arsh. So you must ask him, Allah was, Allah is, Allah will always be. So huwa al-hayyul qayyum, his ever-loving, self-subsisting, Aital Kursi, AK255. So ask him, you Salafi said that he Almighty Allah is al arsh Allah is fi sama and so forth. So all that is makhluk, is creation. So where was Allah Ta'ala before the arsh? Where was Allah Ta'ala before the sky and the heavens and firmaments and all that? Where will Allah Ta'ala be after all this is destroyed and destruction takes place? <laughs> Chapter 28, verse 88, <coughs> Everything will be, you must remember, decimated, destroyed, annihilated. So where will Allah Ta'ala be then? You see, they can't answer that. And ask them Surah 2, verse 115. All these people who close the masjid and so forth. So that ayat is Surah 2, verse 114. Therefore, so much disgrace and so forth for them in all parts of the world. Whether it's Blackburn, England, Scotland, South Africa, Pakistan, Arab countries, wherever. So for them, for them, 
damage, humiliation, disgrace in this worldly life and in the year after a terrible, grievous punishment. Then the next verse, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 115. This ayat was in response to the Jews and the enemies of Islam. They said, what is this business that first you are facing Majrul Aqsa, that is our Qibla, Ula, first Qibla. Now you're facing Baytullah, Kaaba, Musharrafa, there in Makkah, Mukarramah. So Almighty Allah responded, Walillahi al-Mashriq wal-Maghrib, the east, the west, and all directions. East and west is Mantuk, is pronounced and announced. And Junub and Shimal, the southern direction, northern direction is Mafhum, is understood. So all directions belong to Almighty Allah, Jalla alone. Fa'inamatu wallu, wherever you turn, fa'samma wajhullah, there you will find the countenance of Allah. So what is that verse telling you? So you must corner them in such a manner and don't let them go this way that we say, answer the question. Where was Allah Ta'ala before all this was created? Where is Allah Ta'ala and where will Allah Ta'ala be after all this is now? perished and destroyed by Allah himself. And what is the answer of, remember, Surah 2, verse 115. So that is how you corner them on that issue. In fiqh, we have so many problems with them. they like the Christians, you must remember that, that when ABC husband gave three talaks to his wife, they say one talaq, trinity, you see. So there's the Christians, they say that. Otherwise, the hadith is in Bukhari Sharif, three talaks is three. So then they forget Quran and hadith and so forth. So remember that. Then Taraweeh Salat is what? Is 20 rakats. See, brother Muaz, brother Muaz, make this law. Any masla, any masla, any issue, once there is the ittifaq and the agreement of the four schools, remember that Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanafis, Ambalis, so that Quran, the hadith of Mustafa وسلم, teaches us, hadith is sahih, authentic <coughs> hadith in Tirmidhi, La ummati ala dwalala. This ummah can never agree on something that is astray and so forth, right? So I told you three talaks is all three, Omar's time, all four schools, all that, but they say one. So they go astray. Tatarawi is 20 rakats. Sayyidina Omar's time and four schools all agree on that. But you see in Saudi today from 2020, they read 10 rakats, some places 8 rakats, they do this, they do that. They forgot conveniently selective amnesia. And what is that? You must remember, Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnatil khulafai rashidin al mahdihin. You must follow my way, the way of Mustafa sallallahu alaihi and the way of the rightly guided khulafa. So that is what Islam is teaching. Authentic hadith, Ko'opad ibn Majah, Abu Dawood, Mishkat, Mustad Ahmad, and so forth. Third one. So who is their biggest imam? Their biggest imam is Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, then his student, celebrated student, ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah, and so forth and so on. So, understand the chain. So on top you got Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah. Then you got Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah, rahimahullah. Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah, rahimahullah, student is who? Ibn Rajab al-Hambali. Now write this down, Muaz. They hide this from us. But I have the copy, I have the book, alhamdulillah. Ibn Rajab al-Hambali wrote a book, Al-Raddu. A raddu, a refutation. <laughs> a refutation of those people who follow anybody, anything else beside the four schools. Remember that they don't want to follow Shafi, Maliki, Hanbali, Hanafi, and so forth. But who they want to follow? Then they say they follow Sheikh Albani. Then they say they follow <coughs> Sheikh Bin Baz. Then they say they follow Sheikh Salih bin Usaymin. Then they follow 
of Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi. I met all four of them. We respect them and they are people of knowledge. There's no problem with that. Rahimamullah, we make dua for them. But in any person in his right mind, can you take these four and compare them with Imam Abu Hanifa or Imam Malik or Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal? Never ever. Therefore, they make so many mistakes, you must remember. All four of them say that you can make masa on those normal socks that we wear, the cotton and woolen socks, and that according to Imma Arba is not permissible. So that is how you must see. I just say a long lecture, but I'll give it to you in two minutes. Who must we follow? Who must we follow? Surah 40, Surah 40, verse 7. So you must follow the law and the way Almighty Allah mentioned, Quran Sharif. Second, follow Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam immaculately. Surah 3, verse 31, chapter 3, verse 31. In kuntum tuhibbun Allah, fattabi'uni, follow me immaculately. So that is what is read. Then yuhbibkumullah, you become the beloved of Almighty Allah, wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum, and then your sins will be forgiven. And thereafter, Surah 9, verse First one, chapter 40, verse 7. Second one, chapter 3, verse 31. Third one, verse 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 100. Follow Sahaba. وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُحَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ So remember that, that we have to follow the Sahaba, the first and the foremost. And then chapter 31, Surah Luqman, verse 15. The common message in all this, you will find, is the word ittiba. Ittiba means to follow immaculately. Follow the path of those who turn towards me. So the awliyaullah, the a'imma arba'a, all that are included in this. So that is how you will answer them and tell them to break our arguments. Allahu Akbar, subhanallah, subhanallah. As you were speaking, Ustad, a message came in now saying, I I'm a Salafi, I'm a student of my Ustad. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa loved Salafism. I don't appreciate you at all speaking bad of we Salafis. My teacher says, check your Akira Ustad. So you must remember, don't come with emotional talk here. Answer the questions I asked you. So mm-hmm. your following is taqlidul a'ma. Your Ustad told you something, so you just follow your Ustad. Mm-hmm. So I speak from Quran, I speak from Sunnah, and that is our main sources. Don't come tell me about you Salafis yeah. you can't even count you give three talaks and count one ask your Ustad is three talaks or is one talak the hadith in Bukhari says three talak ask your Ustad Tarawi is 20 rakats or is 8 rakats what Imam Abu Hanifa Imam Shafi Imam Malik Imam Ahmad and them they understood Sharia better or you Salafi you pseudo scholars dhullu wa adhullu <laughs> so you totally astray brother speak with Dalil don't come talk your fairy tales here that's <laughs> why Carry on, don't waste time with this guy. Somebody said to Ustad, my wife smokes hookah. Dear Mufti Sab, is this a valid reason for divorce? I hate smokes, Ustad. So why you didn't make investigation before you get married? So you must remember that she says that she wants to kiss you or you want to kiss her. But all the smoke is coming out, all the hookah pipe is coming out <laughs> and all these things here. She tells you that no, I'll do vaping. So you don't give her talak and all that. Start talim in your house and tell Tell her all this is not permissible in Islam. How much money they spend on all this? On cigarettes, on cigars, on vaping, on hookah, all haram. Surah 17, verse 27. Innal shayatin. People who squander their money and waste their money and so forth, they are the brothers of shaitan and <laughs> Satan and Lucifer. Quran Sharif says, Kulu, washrabu, wala tusrifu. Eat and drink, and you must remember that don't go and waste. So you must. So this is wasting. But I advise you, wasulhu khair, that reconciliation is the best. So it was your fault why you didn't do homework. That is she smoking or not smoking and all that. Is not she started hookah after she got married with you? Mm. Obviously she was already smoking, whether cigarettes or cigars or vaping before that. So it's your fault also. So make your 
your home and don't break your home. Start ta'lim, take riyadu salihin and so forth and read in your house. Bring the love of Allah and the love for vices and sins will decrease and then will be removed inshallah with the grace and mercy of all material. I see uh, one sister says why a majority of mother-in-laws betrayed as monsters. We are fed up Mufti Sab. So why you worry about what people say? Quran says if you follow majority of the people, they'll lead you astray. Therefore, democracy is not permissible in Islam. Democracy is democracy. You know, demon. So demon is a Satan, so the Shaitan. So Quran Karim states, in to three extra man fil you will look and If you follow majority of the people, then they will take you astray. See in Israel the rogue terrorist regime 200,000 plus people march on Sunday and yesterday they're calling it Black Monday and so forth they're telling Netanyahu we can't accept you you must remember that you must go to jail so you want to change it for them it's very good they must do that but for us as Muslims remember that we don't follow majority because they lead you astray we must follow the Quran Sharif and the Sunnah Mubarakah we must remember and Sahaba so then you will find success if you want the verse chapter number 6 Surah Al-An'am and verse number Almighty Allah has mentioned this in verse number 116 chapter 6 and verse 116 hmm. somebody says I am connected to a sheikh I explained to my sheikh that my husband does not fulfill my bedroom rights. So the sheikh said, I can't satisfy myself and I need not need to be worried. Is it permissible? I want to say the names of the sheikh. He's very caring towards me, Ustad. So the previous question about mother-in-law and so forth, let's finish that question. So you, mother-in-law, show your daughter-in-law kindness. Show her that you are on her side. And one day she will become a mother-in-law and always she'll make dua for you you and so forth try and show them they must not paint everybody with the same brush so the simple thing leave the simple law for you mother-in-law how you want to treat your daughter treat your daughter-in-law mm. and your daughter-in-law simple law for you how you treat your mother treat your mother-in-law then there'll be no fight but our problem is we all or nine when I say all I mean 80 90 percent we have double standards if the daughter in daughter broke the glass, you see, the glass slipped, it broke, mm-hmm. the daughter. So the mother will say, no, 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 mistake, and am take you, don't worry. The daughter-in-law, it slipped, she will say, get dangni malay, she got no <laughs> brains and no akal and all this. Now, how come we have double standards, you mm. see? That is all the problems that come. <clears throat> your daughter, for your own mother, you will cover up. But for your mother-in-law, she made a mistake. You will take her name and go say the whole neighborhood. My sas, my mother-in-law, amen. You will blow the whole topic. So that is problem both ways. You're not fair to yourself. You're not fair to your daughter-in-law or to your mother-in-law. So that's where both ways the problem comes. So now, yeah, that sheikh is corrupted, just like you must remember other sheikhs. When you say he's very caring to you, since when is permissible for a sheikh to be caring to his females? Shaitan yet all these things here. Then he will tell you that your husband is not fulfilling your rights. Doesn't he know what Quran says? Doesn't he know what Hadith says? Quran Karim states, go open Surah Mu'minun, the beginning of the 18th Supara. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حَافِذُونَ That the true Pakka, Sajjah, devoted, dedicated Muslims are those. They guard their private part. إِلَّا عَلَىٰ أَزْوَاجِهِمْ أَوْمَا مَلَكَتْ إِيمَانُهُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ غَيْرُ مَلُومِينَ And except by their spouses, husband, wife, فَمَنِبْتَ غَوَرَىٰ أَذَالِكَ فَأُولَىٰكَ مُلْعَادُونَ so go to Quran. Al-Imam al-Shafi'i, the genius and giant from this ayat is to prove And remember that, that if you go any other way and you're going to do yourself, your masturbation and so forth, then you are a major, major sinner. Quran Sharif, chapter 23, verse number 7. Go read verses number 5, number 6, number 7 of the beginning 
beginning of the 18 Supara, 18 Jews. Now go to the Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu addressing the youth, the youngsters. Ya Mashara Shabab, Manista Ta'a Min Those of you who have the financial, physical means to get married, get married immediately. Then you must fast. So then fasting will crush your desire. If he was a true sheikh, he will tell you, go by your husband, discuss it, and if he's not fulfilling your desires and all that, then fast also. Not that you do on your own and all that. The sheikh also corrupted and he's making you also corrupted. And he want my advice, cut all ta'aluk with the sheikh. They will break your house and after you eat that, then he will propose to you. Mm-hmm. How many incidents we know of these kind of things here? So please don't come and tell me about these crooked sheikhs and all these type of things here. So, and he's very caring to me. <laughs> ah, today he's caring, tomorrow he'll be sharing, and then they'll be bearing, and so forth. Somebody, you must remember, told me, you see, it is non Muslims. They send us questions. He said, no, we can't get married. So I asked him why. So he said, first engagement ring, then wedding ring, uh-huh. then suffering, you see. So I told him, we reject it. We say wedding ring, fine. After that, caring, sharing, bearing. So all that Islam teaches. So not the sheikh must be caring towards you and with a hidden agenda. That is shaitan yet, mm. all these things. Yeah. I see Brother Tupela, he likes your answer, Ustad. <laughs> I got Isa from Soweto. He says, Muftisab, I like you. Can I buy my wife a Valentine gift? Isa in Soweto, start. So you, Isa, what we got to do with Valentine? Valentine A to Z, totally haram, Isa. Your name is Isa. You know Isa what it means? <laughs> Isa means to be fair in complexion. Isa means to be a leader. Isa, Nabi Isa, Jesus, peace be upon him, his name, honorable name, mentioned 25 times in the Quran. <laughs> you must follow Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi You must follow Nabi Isa alayhi salatu salam. Not for Follow the Western culture. They tell us some fairy tale story that there was an emperor and a leader, and his name was Claudius. And Claudius told his people, "You must never get married now. We're fighting wars." So then there was this priest. His name was Valentine. So secretly, is to get the guys married. Then Claudius got to know about it. He put him in jail. And then the jailer had a daughter. She was blind, and they said, "But this priest is good." Then they're going to execute him. So he sent the card to her from your Valentine. So what a fairy tale story, all concocted and fabricated. So you, my brother Isa, absolutely haram. You want to buy gift, so you buy gift on Friday. You buy gift Sunday that's coming. You buy gift next week. So why must you buy a gift on Christmas Day? Why must you buy a gift on New Year's Day? Why must you buy a gift on Father's Day and mm. Mother's they all that's got nothing to do with us as Muslims. Muslim means one who surrenders and submits to Almighty Allah, to Mustafa, not one who goes and submits and surrenders to his mom's fancies and desires. Totally haram, my brother Isa. You bought the gift, take that gift, that card, everything, take it up. Oh, you bought it, keep it one side. And after one week, two weeks, you give her, oh, honey, my darling, take this money like that so then it's fine gifts are encouraged in Islam but you must look at the right occasion Habibuna said give gifts to one another it will bring about mutual love husband wife sometimes misunderstanding and so forth so Habibuna gave you must remember the you understood rationale and reasoning that when you give gifts it will remove the malice rancor and hatred Allahu Akbar subhanallah well it's 20 minutes to 12 o'clock we go for an interval when we come back inshallah we will continue with the bliss of marriage Marcus Sahaba the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah 18 minutes to 12 before we go for the next question Ustad uh, when is Ustad visiting Durban Ustad your program for the month of Rajab 
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Our program for Sha'aban. Inshallah, Aziz, next week. Today is Tuesday, so Tuesday night. Tuesday will be 30th. You see, today is 23rd. So next week, Tuesday will be 30th of Rajab because we can't see the moon. It's only 9, 10 hours. We must look for the moon, but it won't be sighted. So Tuesday will be next week, 30th, and then at night, the Tuesday night, will usher in the month of Sha'aban Mubarak. So we'll teach you some duas now also, inshallah. So remember that. So Tuesday night next week, inshallah, Aziz, we will be in Richards Bay, Mona Ridwan Mansur, all the night programs after Maghrib, Maghrib to Isha. Then Wednesday night, inshallah, next week in Impangani, where Mufti Arshad Rawat is, mashallah. And then Thursday night, Mona Badat, the clay estate, Masjid Mahmood. And then Friday, Juma Day, mashallah, in Avondale, where Mona Randeri is. And then Friday night, Scottsboro, and that is where Mona Zamir Khan is. So that's our program for Shaban, inshallah, Aziz. Inshallah, it will be all live on, you must remember, Sirius FM, Radio Ansar International, and Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Al-Usunnah al-Jama'ah next week, inshallah, Aziz. Come, learn this dua. Now we must read from this Tuesday till next Tuesday. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Shaban wa balighna Ramadan. The hadith in Mishkat Sharif Behaki. Ya Allah grant us barakah blessing during this month of Rajab and Shaban and spare us for the month of Ramadan. O Almighty Allah Jalla Right? So that is the first one. Second one is mentioned, remember, in Kanzul Ummal and Tabarani when Shaban starts and we're coming nearer and nearer to the month of Ramadan then Ubada bin Samit says Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us this dua Allahumma sallimna ali Ramadan Ya Allah protect us save us for Ramadan no illness sickness must have accident and so forth Allah forbid Allahumma sallimna ali Ramadan wa sallim Ramadan alana Ya Allah protect Ramadan for us no controversy regarding the moon or unnecessary things and so forth Ya Allah all the good deeds we do our speech our actions every true Muslim tries and do some extra accept it in your court O oh, beloved Allah so from now start learning these duas one more time Allahumma sallimna li Ramadan wa sallim Ramadan alana wa sallim hulana mutakabbala Allah jalla wala grant us tufi I know Ustad, uh, in the beginning of the program, we asked you regarding what's the masla of going to the masjid, the ladies. So I see there's one or two listeners, they say that the sheikh, he is having a program. Can we go? It's strictly Islamic. My wife is listening, Ustad. We say not permissible. When you can't go, you must remember for salat. So how you can go for your program of your sheikh? Your sheikh is sitting in the masjid. The men are sitting there, but you will be sitting at the back in the masjid or next door or something, you must remember. And then it's night time and so forth. lot of issues. So therefore, we against all these things there. And we say it's not permissible. You must remember these things there because you, it's very easy today for what you have to go just explain to me the share can speak and you can hear in your house you know you got today all this Bilal receiver you got this live masjid and if you don't then you can tell your husband must record it and yeah, on mm. your phone you can record it today every cell phone has got recording you can listen to it so like this you go you neglect your children and so many other issues so therefore we say not acceptable, not permissible. I got a question for Mufti Saab. Why can't we sleep between Asr and Maghrib time? Sister from Leicester, UK, Ustad. It's not something that is haram or something. You must remember that if you go to Makkah, Mukarramah, Medina, Munawwara in summer, then you know as soon as time starts. I know in Medina, Munawwara that Maghrib Adhan goes at 7.15, 7.17, like that, you know. And Asr, you must remember, is finished by 4 o'clock. So you must remember 
remember that the gap between Asr and Maghrib is more than three hours. So I'm just giving you one example. So if a person, he reads Quran and then he gets tired or he's in his shop and he then he lies down and so forth. So it's permissible. Nobody say it's not permissible. Nobody will tell you it's haram or something. But we say that best is you don't sleep. Why? Because maybe you will miss your Maghrib Salat in your deep sleep. Or second reason, you know the time that Qabla al-Maghrib, Qubayl al-Maghrib, before that is time for Zikrullah and so forth. So therefore the time between Asr and Maghrib is very valuable to Zikr and Tilawat and Dua and so forth. So therefore we say it's best you don't sleep. But you can't say it is haram and so forth. That is incorrect. Remember that. And then some ulama say if you sleep and then between Asr and Maghrib, then your memory will get weak. But you see there in Makkah, Medina, the hifth class is going on between Asr and Maghrib and so forth. And they produce all good, good hafiz, you know. Mm. So to say that, no, you mustn't learn that time or you mustn't become hafiz and so much, just relax and so forth. That also is not right. You know the Sheikh Shuraim, so that who just resigned. He came to Newcastle, 1998. I had to translate. So I had to get his profile and his... So when I was introducing him in English now to the students and them, I said, our fadila to Sheikh, the Imam of the Haram in Makkah, he became Hafiz of Noble Quran in six months. So he was sitting on the member, I was standing on the side. So the old masjid said, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. So he asked me, what happened, what happened? <laughs> so, because he doesn't understand English, so I told him, Sheikh, no, they begin to ajub, they're very astonished mm. that you became Hafiz in six months. You go ask them how they became Hafiz. So after Asr to Maghrib they learn and so forth. So we will say better you make the, you make a Quran tilawat, zikr in your shop, job, anything that's permissible than sleeping. But if you sleep it's permissible but not desirable. Mm-hmm. And remember make sure you don't sleep so much that you pass your Maghrib Salat and wake up Isha time. So that is the big problem. That's why the ulama discourage it. I see somebody says here, Masla pertaining to taking a second wife. Now my children are angry at me. So I told them it's in the Quran. And listen to Mufti Ake's answer right now. I can't understand this woman, Mufti Ake. Can't they get it? It's in the Quran. My two daughters, 19 and 21 years old, are listening to you, Ustad. So you took a second wife already or you want to take a second wife? Just tell me that. So you must remember if you took a second wife, then what can we do? You understand? He wants to take a second wife. If you want to take, now you also, you are making selective coating. You see, you read the first part and you forgot the second part. The Quran said, Masna, Wasulasa, Waruba. You, the daughters, all of you, go to Surah 4, chapter 4, Surah Nisa, verse 3. The husband is allowed to take two or three or four. But is it carte blanche? No, it's not carte blanche. Quran says, فَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاحِدًا If you fear you can't do justice, then you remain with one wife. So you, my brother, wherever you are, my advice to you, stay with that first wife and remember all this gold and remember you can't do justice. I'm telling you now, 90% of the Muslim men who have two, three, four wives, they don't do justice. And then the consequences are very severe. The hadith is authentic in Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, Mishka, Sharif, and so forth. Man kanat lahu imra'atan. Whosoever has two wives. This is the example Nabi Islam gave. Wa ma'ala ila ihdahuma. And then he is bending towards one, favoring one of the wives. Cha'ayom al-qiyamah. That person will come on the day of qiyamah. Wa shikkuhu saqit. His whole body will be bent towards one side. He will be humiliated and disgraced. So so that is our answer always regarding this. You, my brother, forget this whole second wife story. Don't say it's in the Quran and you forget the next part. Mm. Quran says it's mashrut, is conditional with justice. And you know you can't do justice properly. So therefore, go to your wife, tell her, very bad mistake, I apologize. Not today, at any other day. So you buy her a nice present and tell your daughters, don't worry, I'm not getting married now 
again and I'll look after your mummy and your mummy will look after me and we'll get you all married and everything inshallah that's my answer to you I see the the two daughters are messaging saying dear honorable Mufti Sab it's very strange our daddy wants a second wife but he tells us the day we get married he doesn't want us to be a second somebody's second wife who start yeah you see that's what I'm saying so I remember that they suffer from selective amnesia that is pick and choose you know they think the Quran you must remember is what a supermarket write this verse down is a good point you the daughters raised Quran Karim teaches us Yudhillu bihi kathira Wa yahdi bihi kathira That you must remember Through this Quran Sharif That the people will go astray And through this Quran Sharif They will get guidance and so forth Surah 2 Surah Baqarah verse number 26 So now if you look at it Then it looks like paradoxical It looks like as you know There's a contradiction But there's no contradiction Look at the Quran itself Surah chapter 2 verse number 26 Yudillu bihi kathira wa yadi bi kathira so how can people so many go astray through the Quran and how millions of people will get guidance through the Quran when we take our worms our fancies our concept our theory we put it on top and then we use Quran verses and hadith to suit our worms fancies mm. then you go astray and if you put Quran Sharif on top you put Sunnah on top the primary position then we change our lifestyle to fit in in that then you find hidayat and guidance so that is what the Quran is teaching so already you must tell your father that you already got double standards and so forth and show him this verse Surah 2 verse number 26 I see there's a message from Swaziland says over my dead body uh, Mufti Sab, will I allow my husband to take a second wife I go the extra mile to serve him and will make sure his only mind sister in Swaziland will start so what you got there sister in <laughs> Baban and Manzini have you got the AK-47 ready or you got the AK-255 ready <laughs> so AK-47 is the gun and AK-255 is Aital Kursi so you must remember verse number 255 so people read Aital Kursi blow on your husband husband blow on the wife inshallah the shaitan and all these forces will run away and Allah will keep you united you must remember that so I read ya wadud ya wadud and Allah will let the hearts also be joined and the bodies also be connected inshallah somebody say there is a message circulating that South Africa electricity grid is going to fail shortly and we need to pack our bags and head to the wilderness when this happens is this possible what can we do to prevent vendors move this up we are muslims and we do not run away when there's problems will start 100 percent. your last statement is correct we must face the challenges not run away from them i saw that message mm. in fact some people of my family sent it to me so i told them this is just to create panic and people now you say people must run away to the mountain and yeah and there. they'll steal everything in your house you know south africa mm. so you must remember this type of things yeah we reject all this we say daily beg and cry to Allah Ya Allah whatever negativity there is in the country you will help us Ya Allah and read the dua with me all of you beautiful wonderful dua Malala I think I told you you must read it in your program also mention in Sunan Nasai <laughs> and Allahumma all of you read now Allahumma Inni a'udhu bika Oh beloved Allah I seek your protection Minal hawri ba'dal kawri Hawr ha Waw ra ore Kawr kaf Waw re ora Allahumma inni a'udhu bika Minal hawri ba'dal kawri It's authentic hadith in Sunan Nasai Ya Allah I seek your protection From negative conditions Unfavorable conditions After good conditions and favorable conditions. <laughs> Let me be honest with you, South African Muslim, non-Muslims, I travel many, many parts of the world with Allah's fuzzle, Allah's grace and mercy. You will never get a country like South Africa. We have crime, we have corruption, we have load shedding, all that I know. 
But you go and see what what problems there are in other countries. You must remember that. I told you this morning, Cuba, half the country, no electricity. So, so you must remember that problems are everywhere. I'm not justifying. I'm vocal against all this corruption, crime and that. So, but to run away, that is not the solution. Read du'as, make istighfar, beg Almighty Allah, then Allah will change the 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 unfavorable conditions to favorable conditions and read this dua very beautiful allahumma inni a'udhu bika minal hawri ba'd al-kawr hawr unfavorable conditions ba'd al-kawr after good conditions see one father giving advice to his child one ustad giving of advice to his student see he said beta son o daughter now when the sun sets, it disappeared, it's gone, mm. but you cry. He said, no, I don't cry. So he said, why you don't cry? When somebody dies or somebody's gone, disappeared, kidnapped, we're crying. But yeah, the sun set, we don't cry. Because you got yakin, you got conviction. Tomorrow morning, 5.30, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever the season is, the sun will rise. So that conviction you got. So why, my student, why, my child, you don't have that conviction? For innama al-usri yusra, innama al-usri yusra. That Allah said, after difficulty will come ease and relief. After difficulty will come ease. Allah mentioned it twice. So that to put that our minds at ease after difficulty. Look at the Palestinians. 75 years of Zulam oppression and that. Today the Jutlas fighting like cats and dogs. You must remember that. And there might be a civil war among the Jutlas themselves, according to their own newspaper, the Harets. <laughs> so that is Allah's system. That how the sun will rise tomorrow morning, Allah will bring ease and relief after difficulty. Not you run away and all these things. That is not what Islam teaches. Allah Should I pose the next question? Quickly, the I've got from Falsers. Uh, I'm looking to take bay on someone, a sheikh. However, being a lady, it is proving difficult to find out who are the different sheikhs. Dear Mufti Sab, please provide me with names of sheikhs, after which I will listen to the lectures and then decide who is most suitable for me. From first, first of all, if you want to become bayat and all that to a sheikh, you must get your husband's permission. If you're not married, your father's permission. Then who are the sheikhs that you can go to here in South Africa quickly, three, four of them? In Durban, you got Mufti Ibrahim Saleji, you got Mulana Naim Mutala there mm-hmm. also. So these are the people you can contact. Then you come to Marisburg, you got more Dawood Siddat there. You come the side here, you got more Abdul Hamid Sab here. So these are the people that we know they're reliable and so forth. So you make istikhara and then inshallah you choose. But remember, you must take permission from your husband or from your father and then only you got forward. So inshallah, let's give you the programs to come inshallah. 12 o'clock will be news and with Brother Suleiman Esop and next one, see, don't despair. Monana Harun Sab, Mohabah Sumar of Ispingo Beach he passed away Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus and one o'clock Zohar Azan then Tafsir of Double Quran Surah Al-Layl verses 5 to 7 and thereafter 130 to 2 Surah Tahrim verses 9 to 12 then 2 to 3 current affairs with Brother Yusuf Ali and then 3 to 4 will be the repeat of this morning's Q&A and more Dawood <laughs> Siddhat Zikr and then 4 to 5 Mufti Ahmad Khan Puri inshallah with the Urdu lecture and then 5 to 7 Mohana Khalid Yaqub <coughs> and then 7 to 7.30 the repeat of the tafsir and 7.30 to 8 Mohana Dawood Siddhat inshallah Aziz and 8 to 10 brother Shafat Ahmad Khan a month after dinner so that is remember the programs coming up Barakallahu Fiqh Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh Wa Alaikum Assalamu Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh and tomorrow morning 4 to 6 as Safina to Ilal Jannah up next the 12 o'clock news with Haji Suleiman Esop.